With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom, reach new audiences, and bring important information to the public free of charge. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Simply go to tntradio.live. This is the Hervoy Moritz Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Crazy day. The Tucker Putin interview just dropped. I I got I managed to get 30 minutes into it uh, and I'll be checking that out later. We got three guests the next two hours. We've got Jonas Vesterberg returning first hour and then second hour. We will have Paul Saran uh, out of Brazil to talk about what's happening with Bolsonaro. Uh, and then we'll have the, the host of the occult rejects show uh it's his first time being on to talk about the occult uh, he was in a some sort of secret society so he'll give us an intro introduction to that i want to spice things up with different topics uh and so a lot is going on um if you live in sydney australia you're very lucky because sydney is about to get a brand new 30-minute city with car-free streets uh, Australia's newest city, Bradfield City, has set high expectations, promising to be greener and more sustainable while promoting car-free streets and quick access to facilities. Bradfield City is being built next to Western Sydney Airport at Badgeries Creek, with the first buildings to be ready by the time the airport opens in 2026. Documents state the entire Aerotropolis will sit on more than 11,000 hectares and that it will be centered around pedestrian-only thoroughfares. So Australians, let us know uh, what life is like in the 30-minute Hunger Games city district. I don't know what district uh, number you'll get assigned. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you'll be living in a 30-minute city, um, and then you can get access to fluoridated water only. In the UK, look what's happening. Millions in Britain will get fluoride added to their tap water in the biggest expansion of the controversial scheme since the 1980s. It's like, oh my goodness, our rulers, they're literally trying to kill us. Our governors are trying to kill us. Fluoride is a toxin. Um, and it's like, it's already well known. It lowers your IQ. They say in the past that um, totalitarian regimes put it in the water to lower people's IQ, make them more IQ, make them more pliable, controllable, good serfs. And so millions of Brits, more Brits will get fluoride added to their drinking water under government diabolical plans as part of the long awaited dental recovery plan. Uh, okay, yeah, whatever. Uh, around 1.6 million people in the Northeast will get the mineral, get the mineral, not the toxin, uh, poison added to their water supplies initially. Um, crazy. So you'll be living in a 30-minute city, drinking fluoride, fluoridated water, um, and uh, look what they're doing in Maui. Probably Bill Gates and company. Maui, Hawaii, ground zero for release of billions of biopesticide lab altered mosquitoes up to almost 800,000 bacteria infected mosquitoes could be released in Maui every week for the next 20 years according to Hawaii Unites so you'll be living in the 30 minute city drinking fluoridated water uh, and then having 800,000 mosquitoes released on you 
<laughs> every week. And if you really can't handle that, the government will help you kill yourself. The trend of euthanasia continues. We've been talking about it in Canada, the MAID program. Ecuador is the latest. Ecuador to decriminalize euthanasia after landmark legal ruling regarding terminally ill patients. Uh, in its ruling, Ecuadorian High Court gave lawmakers 12 months to implement the decision. Uh, and so it's going to be decriminalized. Lawmakers have been ordered uh, to draft rules and regulations for killing yourself. How about them apples? Uh, democide. Democide is back again. You know, democide was was hot in the 20th century. And it looks like um, that trend is starting up again here in the 21st century. Absolute insanity. Interesting um, article here, Rand Paul and Stephen Quay comments, dangerous virus research continues to endanger live, uh, lives. New documents obtained from a Freedom of Information Act request revealed a 2018 grant proposal written by American and Chinese scientists to use a synthetic biology technique called gain of function to do what nature had never done before, create a virus that can rapidly spread among people upon first contact. Um, and so th that kind of goes with... Um, some of the things I've been covering in my podcast lately, convergence, this idea that, um, you know, the U.S. and Chinese elites are working together basically to create uh, a one world uh, elite, let's call it convergence. And so, you know, if if you understand that, then it makes sense why American and Chinese scientists would be working together to create some sort of virus event, which then they could use in all of their countries to take totalitarian control uh, and democide their populations. So makes perfect, perfect sense. Um, also, there's more info about proton mail. If you use proton uh, mail, uh, it's not looking good. Uh, there are now links between proton mail and Elliot uh, Higgins's Bellingcat. Uh, proton mail is um, giving money to Bellingcat, which is a front for NATO information operations and regime change uh, operations. So it's almost as if, you know, Proton is part of the security states, kind of what I've surmised from the very beginning. I never trusted Proton mail, not that we have too many um, choices. Uh, anyway, all right. A quick uh, reminder that if you have a suggestion for possible guests you want to hear on TNT or perhaps a topic you feel we should discuss, We'd love to hear from you. Fill out the suggestion form at tncradio.live, or you can message any one of us hosts or presenters. Uh, happy to hear from you. We've got our contact forms uh, on the website. Help us make a difference on today's News Talk TNT. Giving you what you want. I want the fact. Today's News Talk Radio TNT. The head of the Ukrainian armed forces throughout the conflict with Russia General Valery Zaluzhny has been fired. Here with the story, joining me now is TNT News producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. Thanks, Sir Rory. It's official. Uh, there's been a lot of rumors leading up to this. Uh, we kind of saw this coming, I think. Uh, but yes, he's out. Zaluzhny, he's gone. Uh, don't let the door hit you on the way out. He's been let go. He's resigned. He's been fired, however you want to look at it. Uh, he is no more. He has been replaced. 
the top army general of Ukraine. Uh, this is, of course, one of the biggest leadership, no, the biggest leadership shakeup since Russia's conflict with Ukraine began two years ago. Can you believe it? We're up to two years. Uh, Mr. Zelensky, oh, yay, I get to do my impression, everybody. He said on Thursday that he had met Army Chief General Valery Zeluzhny and that the time had come for changes in the military leadership, but that Kyiv's top general should remain on his team. In a speech on Thursday, Mr. Zelensky said, quote, Today we had a frank discussion about the changes needed in the army, urgent changes. Today I've decided to renew the leadership of the armed forces of Ukraine. The army's actions must come much more technologically advanced. The generalship must be reset, end quote. That's right. He asked and called for a reset. Yeah, that's why my impression probably sounded a little more like Klaus Schwab. Sorry, the president announced that he had appointed. We've got a new person in town, one Colonel General Alexander Sierski, the commander of Ukraine's ground forces. He is now the new commander in chief. Uh, General Sierski uh, is age 58. He has since 2013 been involved in the Ukrainian army's effort to adopt NATO standards. Joy. Mr. Zelensky said that 2024 would be crucial to achieving Ukraine's goal in the war and bringing peace to the country. Mr. Zelensky said, quote, the experience of two years of this war has convinced us that it is only Russia's defeats that bring peace closer. End quote. Uh -huh. Mr. Zelensky said he anticipates other changes to the Ukrainian military, such as arming each combat brigade on the front line with, quote, effective Western weapons, end quote, improving logistics and soldier training and reducing the, quote, excessive and unjustified number of personnel in the headquarters, end quote. Uh, his announcement, uh, Zelensky's, come as the Kremlin's forces pushed harder to take the eastern Ukraine city of Advdikva, uh, uh, throwing more troops into the four-month battle and bombarding Ukrainian defenses as they stretched Kyiv's resources. And Divka has become a, quote-unquote, primary focus focus of Moscow's forces, according to the UK's defense ministry in an assessment on Thursday. Mr. Zelensky singled out logistic problems with locating drones, an issue that surfaced during the Battle of Avdivka. Russia's Pravda newspaper reported on Thursday that the Russian army was attempting to cut a key logistics supply route for Ukraine in the village of Lastochkyan, about six kilometers or four miles west of Avdivka. So there we go, Harori. We kind of saw this coming, yeah? Um, what do you think? Yeah, as you say, not so uh, surprising. Um, it's interesting, the timing of this announcement, right? Right, as Tucker releases his Putin interview, you get this official um, news. It doesn't look good generally for Ukraine. Um, you know, one, one of our guests here on TNT, Serbian analyst Nikola Mikovic, uh, who writes for my website on occasion, he was on Serbian TV recently saying that he, you know, he doesn't think we're going to get to World War Three. That things will just sort of drag on as as they they are. That that's what seems to be the case with this um, changing of the the guard, and you know, makes me think of NATO as well. Um, I think Putin was mentioning NATO. He was giving a long history lesson on. He was trying to explain the history first, which I think is important for the justification of what Russia is doing today and mentioning how NATO kept expanding in multiple waves. Um, and, uh, you know, what, what, what's being mentioned that Ukraine wants to join EU and NATO uh, and Carl Teichrib, who I'm a big fan of, Canadian author, 
he was at a some meeting in Canada recently, a NATO presentation, and they were talking about how the purpose basically is the pooling of sovereignty. Specifically, that's what they said at this NATO meeting between members. And so my opinion is that, you know, a lot of what's going on, it's it always comes down to world government, you know, a one world totalitarian government. Uh, and NATO's purpose is to create the world government, um, possibly to be the one world army. Um, and so, you know, Ukraine is is being um, is, is part of that. And uh, they don't want Putin or you know Russia to join for some reason, maybe under the current um, Russian leadership. But uh, if they can install, you know, uh, a puppet in Russia, maybe then they would have Russia join. But, uh, you know, what, what further thoughts do you have on what's happening in Ukraine? Well, in the lead up to this, I was kind of following it on the side, not too seriously, but there was a lot of talk of Zeluzhny, Zeluzhny that he's quite, he's popular. So people like him out there. Uh, I think the soldiers like him, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but he's buddy buddies. He's really close and tight with the neo-Nazi groups out there, the uh, the Azov Battalion and whatnot. And I, I keep thinking of like, from the get-go, I was like, we have these groups out there. We know they're out there and they exist and we're, we just keep flooding all this money and equipment out there. What what happens if one day these people decide to to turn into the bad guys, you know, like, you know, history has shown us over and over and over again. Uh, so I was like, could there be some sort of civil war uh, that might happen in inside Ukraine before the war with Russia is even done? I don't know. And then I know nothing about this other guy, Alexander um, Siskirsky. I can't say his name at all. Uh, but what do you think about that? Uh, uh, Lieutenant Alexander Shurshin, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll try. Um, I, as you point out, I think there are different frac factions in Ukraine, right? Um, the Azov Nazi faction, which is powerful, different oligarchs um you know the the, the brussels brusselites brusselsites uh and so i think that's part of the equation uh and you know people have posited imagine imagine if there's a, a civil war breaks off and breaks out in, in texas and then we've got azov fighters being sent to the u.s <laughs> to support <laughs> the insurgency here what if we get our own you know afghanistan um in in the u.s anything is possible ruckus you're 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 right in the middle of that potential action in in, in texas but you know we've seen russia switching out generals ukraine um maybe some of them are in, inept um corrupt um who knows well, i don't think we'll ever know the real uh, answer and any final thoughts you're frightening me because i'm in a train town so i hear these trains going by all the time and i'm just like you know yeah it doesn't make me feel comfortable you know with the conflicts happening as well as the border crisis and as well as the disasters that happen on trains so i got a lot to keep my eye out on Rory. thanks it's the azov sapper force rolling into town uh Anyways, all right, catch up with, with you in a bit. We've got Jonas Vesterberg joining us. Uh, he does great work. His Twitter X is Jonas Vesterberg. He's out in Florida. Feel free to call in, uh, drop your comments in the chat, or my email will be right back. TNT's Abby Roberts. So this is the headline in The Guardian. Pleasure of sex is a gift from God, but avoid porn. Pope advises. What is it with religious people and sex? 
isn't there anything else that's 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 more important to worry about? And this is what uh, this is what Pope Francis uh, say. I'm gonna I'm gonna read it in an Italian accent just to be even more offensive. Sexual pleasure is a gift from God, but Catholics must avoid pornography. Pope Francis has said. The pontiff. Oh, I'll tell you what, though, he was all for giving people lots of pricks during 2021. Bloody hell, mRNA's fine, but just not porn. Abby Roberts on TNT. A better business tip from TNT Radio. The benefits of advertising on today's news talk, TNT Radio, should be clear to businesses of any shape or size. It can be accessed anywhere, anytime, by anybody and is the perfect way to build brand awareness and stimulate digital activity. If you'd like more information about advertising on TNT Radio, simply fill out your details on our contact page and we'll be in touch. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. Today's News Talk Radio. I do a lot of streaming radio. I do a lot of free streaming. tntradio.live. Returning to the broadcast, to the Rebel Transmission, this time in living color, Jonas Vesterberg. He's a journalist and political analyst with a quarter of a century uh, uh, of international experience. He's, he was born in Sweden, but he spent the past couple of decades in the United Soviet States of America. He's worked as an investigative reporter, linguist, communications advisor, ghostwriter for Tier 1 and Grey Zone operators in Europe and the U.S., as well as one of the world's most icon- iconic industrialist dynasties. He holds a master's in political science from Lund University and studied at UNC Chapel Hill and UPV. He's formerly the editor of the Florida Standard. Find him on Twitter, X, Jonas Vesterberg. What's what's happening? How's life? How are you, my friend? Um, well, uh, the Florida Standard is no more since a couple of months back. It's been uh, basically buried in memory hole. Uh, <clears throat> I'm looking for work is what I'm doing. And which... Uh, gives you an interesting kind of situation because if you've been in the sort of alternative media space and then you try to <clears throat> go and apply for a like a regular job so to speak with like regular companies or what you find out that you find out personally that oh this woke stuff is actually very real and uh we're looking at like maybe some sort of like a like a uh passive blacklisting or whatever you want to call it. Um, <clears throat> I have not had much luck, I can tell you that. So uh, it's interesting to see. And then maybe you want to talk about also today the stuff that I've been thinking about lately, which is this ecosystem of the right media or the alternative right media and how, um, how much noise there is and how much uh, sort of uh, red herrings are being created and so on, which is very interesting. So I think that for my, for my, if you got a job for Jonas, let me know. I'm on Twitter. Uh, I'm actually actually been reinstated on LinkedIn after six months of being uh, cut off uh, or erased. So, so yeah. So, so you're a free agent now. So so yeah. Uh, if if uh, anyone can do anything, and it, it is starting to get freaky. I I think U.S. is ground zero. So you'd probably have more luck if you went to another country, for example. I, I, I think me being here in Mexico, like if I were in your situation, uh, I think I could probably still get hired, you know, within Mexico. Um, right. But in the U.S., it's kind of like you're screwed. Um, and I had a guest on recently from California, Michael Oxford, Oxford2024.com. 
He's running for local office. He's just like you. He's been blacklisted. He just tweeted recently because he refused to wear a mask one year ago. He was on Tucker the next day. Um, and now he says in his industry, he cannot get a job, even as a grocery store clerk in California, he said. Right. Uh, and his he couldn't pay his electricity bill last week, he said, because no one, not even the supermarkets. I don't know, you know, any further thought on, on this sort of um, Orwellian system that's now being um, activated in the U.S.? I mean, uh, it's like pure, it's communism, you know, we're living in a, or whatever you want to call it, it's, a, it's an authoritarian, moving towards a totalitarian uh, situation for people. Um, you can, uh, basically, you can uh, um, cleanse or purge, purge these people out who are uncomfortable, who have an uncomfortable opinion or, or lifestyle or whatever. And it's very real and it's very tragic. And uh, um, it sort of forces you to keep going inside of your uh, ecosystem where you've kind of been like the, the right, you know, the alternative right media. And uh, so I, for, for honestly, <clears throat> I wasn't so sure about keep going in politics at all uh, or reporting on it because uh, I started to realize that I was providing, I, I didn't know whether I was doing people a favor or if I was being, I, I was sabotaging something because uh, the noise that's being created and the culture war itself, which I've been pondering a lot, you know, lately, I think it's a huge distraction. It keeps people busy thinking about transgender, you know, this and that, and uh, little small things. Whereas, you know, the, if you look at the larger situation of the world and this country, uh, it's very precarious, but that's not being really put to the forefront. There's all of these smaller, like Ben Shapiro making a rap song. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's a bunch of bullshit, really, to be honest with you. Um, what well, you let me just read that. I, I wanted to read that tweet. I think you're spot on. And I've been having this thought uh, as well. And I've heard others mention this. You know, Yuri Bezmenov, even, I think he covers this, where the, these are the useful idiots and, and their talking points. And we're in the midst of this global revolution, um, global globalist revolution. And once um, they succeed, they're going to do away with a lot of these talking points. And you, you tweeted out. And I think it's spot on. You say, quote, the culture war is a D operation, delay, distract, divide, disintegrate. It serves multiple purposes for the enemy, but Americans engaging in it should know that neither transgender stuff nor sexual preferences nor religion, et cetera, will matter once it hits the kinetic phase. So again, yeah, your, your further thoughts on that, as well as the alternative media. I mean, there's another uh, a number of points that I, I, uh, I'm interested uh to, to pick your brain on one of them is how difficult it is to be successful as an operation right. in indie yes. media uh, and then as well as um i think that causes people then to grift right um, yeah yeah so yeah your further thoughts it's you provides a, a large and ample sort of market for grifters uh which is uh you know everybody has to of course support themselves but i think that we don't, since we don't know what's true, we don't know what's true about COVID. Should we really be, should people really be hawking these supplements that are they really working? You know, uh, the spike protein, is that, does that even, is that even what it is? You know, we're being sold all these different sort of cures 
And it's interesting to look back in history and look at America in history, how, you know, there used to be these so-called snake oil salesmen. They would travel from town to town with the magic uh, elixirs, you know, that would cure any disease and so on. And, and it's interesting to see, like, you know, 200 years later, we are like in the same, people are doing the same thing. Um, yes, so with, with regards to, uh, I have a, I, I, I think, I cannot prove it, I don't have any proof of it, but I think that there must have been some preparation. There must have been people on the right or the alt-right who already knew what was going to happen so that they could plan out these businesses, you know, and move very quickly once certain things happen. Um, I think that a lot of these influencers that have a hundred thousands of followers on, I mean, how many followers do we have? We don't have that many, you know, it's like, uh, look at someone like Edward Haugland, who's one of the most brightest, you know, former DOD veteran, CIA veteran, 40 years of, 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 senior level experience and a good friend of mine like he doesn't have many followers like it's like he's got like four thousand or something like that or a couple of thousand maybe not even that and uh, uh and then you look at someone like jack posobiec you know who looks who just smell like he just emanates like operation about him uh so i i'm i'm uh, it's it's become entertainment and distraction for people to feel like they are participating in some form of a, I don't know, like a me podcast revolution. <laughs> I mean, because I, yeah, yeah. what I just say, I would totally agree with you. I've had on Ed on the show. It's been a long time. I need to get him back on the program. Um, but yeah, it's, it's strange how, you have one group of people who just jump out of nowhere. They're all polished. Uh, even the, in the, you know, s some of these types of folks um, have been guests on TNT. I mean, we interview an insane quantity, uh, a number of people uh, on TNT. And so, of course, you know, and we talk to everyone, so they, they, they come on. But, you know, we're, we're starting to see rumblings uh, in alternative media. A lot of people who listen and consume the material themselves calling out, the the so-called medical freedom fighters these big companies now in the medical freedom industry selling all these things they've got they have links to globalist infrastructure um right some of the backers of these companies uh like this stuff this analysis is coming out and then you're thinking well that what a conflict of interest there you're, you're you say you're fighting the system but you're interlocked with that same system uh we're, we're just gonna hold that thought for a moment uh jonas we're gonna jump to our headlines we'll be right back now i've got news for you give me the news give it to me give me the news tnt radio news news flash for tnt this is james o'neill the Department of Justice's investigation into President Joe Biden's handling of classified documents revealed significant concerns over his management of sensitive information describing him as an elderly man with a poor memory during the Supreme Court's critical review of former President Donald Trump's petition to be reinstated on the Colorado primary ballot, justices voiced strong concerns about the potential for election turmoil should Trump be disqualified. Globalist agendas, democratic rights at risk, corruption, propaganda, it never stops. For the news and views silenced by the mainstream media, by government and corporations, vote one. 
TNT Radio. Free speech always has a home here. Stay up to date with the latest live news and current affairs delivered by our lineup of expert commentators and hosts. Listen to TNT Radio anywhere you go. Ask Alexa or Google to play TNT Radio or download the TNT Radio app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Today's news talk. This is TNT Radio. We are talking to Jonas Vesterberg on Twitter X at Jonas Vesterberg, Swedish American editor, investigative journalist, PSYOP decoder. He's a free agent now, so uh, he is looking for work. So help him out. And yeah, just your your further thoughts on the alt media stuff. I mean, there are people just wanting to make money, but I feel there are there's more dangerous stuff going on. You know, what, what do you feel? What, what's the game here? And, you know, Lenin and many others have said you can um, lead the opposition by controlling it, right? Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's part of it. I think it's not just leading them, but it's leading them down a path. Um, and it's a path to, with these, uh, you know, looking at these D operations, D5, D6, which are, you know, both in the cyber area and also in, you know, psychological operations in general, is to uh, delay a form of response that would, you know, be a critical, um, critical mass, I think. For example, look at if this stuff was going on in, uh, let's say, after World War II and that generation, how would they respond to the crises and the manipulations that are going on in the world? Would they just uh, respond to it by sitting, listening to the radio? Or would they, like, do, uh, would they affect some form of action? So through the media and through all of these different uh, uh, operations, you can, of course, also create and manipulate narratives that you want to, to be deeply instilled in people's minds. For example, like, it's, uh, resistance is futile, right? That's uh, very much what we see that... Uh, um, um, that the right is sort of leaning towards that. Like, and also another aspect of this, <clears throat> which I've been talking with Ed also, which I think is kind of a salient point, is that uh, once you have listened to, let's say, Alex Jones for half an hour, uh, it's similar to like, how people vent when they have personal problems. So you, like, you feel like you're, you're, you've been listening. Maybe you sent out a tweet it feels like you have sort of vented out your, your frustration with being uh, caught in a, uh, in a sort of wheel that's moving more and more towards totalitarianism and captured in that. You feel like you've done something, right? You've done something by listening. And, uh, uh, but, you know, what have you really changed? Nothing whatsoever. It's just in your mind. So that's why we are this... This war, uh, I mean, as Michael Yon says, as uh, uh, Haugland and, and others, we are, in, we are in a cognitive war, you know, and that's really the, the foremost weapons being used, uh, except for like things like blacklisting people. Well, and so they don't, can't work and provide for themselves. That is more of a kinetic response, actually, because you're taking them out physically sooner or later. Uh, you can't uh, exist, you know, it's like taking pe people's right to exist away. And uh, it's uh, very frightening, I think. Yeah, and, and just to note, uh, you know, it's a simulacra, uh, as you say, and I've 
had this feeling for a while as well instinctively you know we consume a lot of this fear porn in alt media dependent media um uh, you know there are different outlets that you know encourage meeting up protesting doing stuff like that then there are others that just serve to scare the the, the, the living daylights out of you and sell you uh you know a supplement or a water filter or or something like that and many of their predictions when you look back now have not come true so it's like right. even a lot of people that initially i liked i'm like you guys have been saying the same thing for 20 years you don't have a good track record we just forget about it um and then yeah. we don't question we don't question you because you become like gurus but you know people had you know david ike has been talking about the mainstream alternative media now it's like we've got you know Tucker Carlson leading the way his father is intelligence Alex Jones of course is back um family is intelligence Andrew Tate right background intelligence Elon Musk the grandpa is head of technocracy uh and so it's just like it's like well the new boss is the same as the old boss a any thoughts on them um you know we we've got this like mainstream alternative media now forming yeah yeah, uh, I, th I think that's very, very, very true. Um, yeah, but also, like, when it comes to the protests and everything, protesting farmers, I don't know, does that even do anything? Or trucker convoys? Maybe that has more actual effect. Uh, but there's people that say that that stuff is also sort of artificially created. Uh, that you have so many operations on different levels that are aimed at just uh, diffusing uh, people and movements and so on. So, but yeah, there is an ecosystem that is just getting bigger and bigger. Um, I don't think uh, there can be any real effect until you have uh, this stuff uh, on mainstream TV. Like, you know, you have, you have a TV channel that is maybe led by someone like Tucker Carlson, and he keeps telling the truth or whatever. I'm not so sure that he is, I mean, I don't know, maybe he is, has, is controlled by someone, but at the same time, he did come from a uh, background, like you say, but it is possible also to come from that background and have a revelation or realize that you want to be on the right side of history and so on. And, but I don't know. It's uh, very hard to tell. Very hard yeah, to I, tell. I'm just pointing out a trend. I'm not, I, I don't know. It's hard to know, get inside some of these people's minds, but I'm just, you know, I think the, the point is that there's a trend here. We have to be discerning. Um, uh, do you have any thoughts on how to evaluate um, uh, independent media? Like for, for each of us that decides to consume different podcasts, websites, do you have any like, uh, you know, um, something that instinctually tells you these guys seem to be okay or, 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 or uh, something is off? It's very tough. But I, I think when you, when people are ex ex excessively obsessed with Russia and China, I think you're looking at people who don't really want to talk about uh, that the fact that most countries have some form of shadow government, you know, and uh, uh, it's not like the Chinese are just independent and can act with independence. Everybody who has, has to report to somebody if they're connected to the global banking system. Uh, and maybe that's also why there's so much out to get Iran, because Iran is not. 
um, uh, it's not dominated by those interests. So, um, um, no, uh, when it comes to discernment, I think, no, I think you should just minimize your consumption and go out in the fresh air and meet people, like real people. Meet real people in your neighborhood at a grocery store, restaurant, or a bar and talk to them and see uh, and see how their narrative, uh, if, it, if their thoughts, are they uh, corresponding to, for example, what's on CNN <laughs> or even Fox News? Usually you find out it's, it's not. Uh, there are people who are, of course, diehard still, you know, um, Hillary fans, but, you know, it's nothing to do about that. But, uh, like, this sort of goes in line with what I'm saying. It's like it's not until they start to tell the truth in media, uh, in, real, in, in sort of media that actually reaches a lot of people. It's not until that happens that you can have a major sort of awakening among the, the regular population, I think. It could you, come. It could actually happen. But you, you think, yeah, I was going to ask you, like, do you think that could happen? Because it seems, at least on the mainstream media, like I'm talking not on the internet, but the mainstream papers and TV channels, um, they're fortifying that, you know, NATO, Department of Homeland Security, the Transnational Globalist Corporation. So, like, we can never have some sort of Tucker Carlson appear on the mainstream TV. And then you've got right podcasts and, and um, stuff on the internet and social media, um, which a lot of people are increasingly consuming um, less TV and more, you know, podcasts and, and YouTube channels. Um, the, you know, do you think, because they're locking this stuff down to prevent this from happening. So do you think, how do you think we could reach um, our more mainstream audience? Yeah, it's a it's a very good question. It's a very good question. That is the question, and I don't have a, a great answer for it. Um, but I think what has really had some effect is people uh, during the COVID and during uh, some of these transgender things or whatnot. People have actually started going to their uh, city hall uh, meetings, you know, with uh, with politicians and people who make a lot of decisions about their lives. Um, I think that is probably one of the most efficient thing to like engage in like, local politics yourself. Uh, and also, you know, uh, form, form good bonds with people. You know, I'm not saying I'm not some militia dude, right? So I don't know how that works. Just, you know, anyone's listening. <laughs> so what I'm talking about is more like, you know, uh, create a sense of normalcy, you know, uh, uh, um, we have been under under very heavy psychological attack here uh, in the Western world now for quite some time. And uh, uh, people are, hopefully I see that people are starting to, you know, the story with the boy who cried wolf, that the story will, people are starting to become more skeptical um, and for, try to make formed opinions for themselves. I mean, Alex Jones, I guess, has been saying some good stuff over the years, um, for me, like the UFO stuff and all of this that's showing up on a lot of podcasts these days, I, uh, I just can't take that seriously. I, I just, maybe it's because there's no verifiable way of, of approaching it, you know? So, but, um, no, uh, community engagement, like you have most of most Western sort of 
places like especially America, people they don't know their neighbors, they don't know uh, there's no real sense of community. Everybody just drives into their garage and then you know turn on a TV. <laughs> so that's uh, just engaging pe with people more. I think it like that can build some kind of momentum from the ground up because we have we all have influence. You know we have influence in our immediate surroundings, our family and so on. Um, so I don't have any big you know solutions for it. Yeah, I had a guest on recently, uh, Bayslit Analyzer, who said, uh, and I fully agree with him. He said, I just cut the clip uh, this morning. He said, we live in a world where everyone wants a hero. Everybody's looking for a hero all the time. They inevitably disappoint every time. Uh, he says, for me, and I would agree with him, it's also for me, Jesus Christ is the hero. All of us have to be... Uh, have to just be with our family and friends and get by the best we can and do the things that we're supposed to do in our little circles um and and squarespace the the famous web host they just dropped um today or yesterday i don't know if you saw this one and a half minute ad promoting the alien ufo narrative so people can go check out the whole that it's martin martin scorsese directed that um commercial uh it's time for our break do follow jonas on twitter x at jonas vesterberg the link is in the chat we'll be right back give me a minute with tnt radio's steve malsberg ladies and gentlemen it's the end of the week so how about a little dose of joe biden at his best to get you through the weekend folks um uh i uh If I were smart, I'd say thank you and leave. There's asylum, asylum officers and over 100 cutting edge inspe inspection machines to help detect and stop fentanyl coming out of our southwest border. Greedflation, shrinkflation. You see that article about the Snickers bar? Well, it's going to stop. America, we're tired of being played for suckers. We get thousands, look, we, we, you know, we now have, we used to, before the recession, before the, the pandemic, the beer brewed here, it is used to make the brew beer here in this refinery. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why it's going Cost 10 bucks to make it. 10 bucks to make it. We'll teach Donald Trump a, a valuable lesson. Don't mess with the women on now, normally this would be humorous, funny, you know, but this is a man who's president of the United States and looking for four more years on the job. It's frightening. Thanks for giving me a minute. I'm Steve Malsberg. Catch my show Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern time right here on TNT. Hi, I'm Susan Lucci. I never thought about heart disease until I had my own heart event. At first, like so many other women out there, I ignored my symptoms. A slight pressure on my chest, shortness of breath. I thought, I don't have time to be sick. I had a 90% blockage in my main artery and a 75% blockage in the adjacent artery. I received two stents in my arteries. Stents developed through research funded by the American Heart Association. Those stents saved my life. I'm so grateful to the American Heart Association. Their research helped save my life. I can enjoy life with my children, my grandchildren, and my friends. Please, listen to your heart. The only reason I'm here today is because I did. Learn more about the American Heart Association's life-saving work 
at helpheart.org. Pervoy Morich on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. It's our final segment here with Jonas Vesterberg. Uh, he's on X uh, as at Jonas Vesterberg. He's a Swedish-American editor and journalist, um, and he's a free agent. So uh, if, you, if you need some work, uh, he's, he's looking for it. And um, just any thoughts on the whole globalist project? Uh, you know, I focus a lot on they want world government. They're trying to get us there. You know, the whole Great Reset project. Australia just announced 30-minute cities. Uh, Britain is going to mass fluoridate its population again, and they're, they're going to put fluoride in the water. Um, all these crazy projects, they're trying to get, get rid of the cash. How, how do you just see, do you follow much of the whole, um, you know, the, this project for world government and the Great Reset and, and you know, thoughts on how I mean, it's going uh, for, for Klaus? Yeah, I think Klaus is an actor, you know. I don't think he's, I mean, I think a lot of these people are, I think, I think what we what we see uh, about the Great Reset and so on, um, there might be something else behind it all. You know, there might be something way more sinister. Really, we might be looking at uh, you know uh, more religiously uh, focused uh, people who are pulling the strings. I mean, some of this stuff is just so evil that it's like, you know, I've never been very religious or, you know, thought about Satan and the devil and stuff like that. But, you know, there might be some kind of elements of a, of a worship of a sort of, of, the, of an inversion of what we as regular people appreciate and believe in, you know, uh, for in our, in our uh, civilization. There might be people that are so powerful that they can, run a lot of actors and operatives and so on. I, I don't know. But uh, when it comes to the, the most, uh, I guess, significant in the past couple of months is the border, the U.S. border, where people are just being sort of infiltrated through a, a vast uh, network of NGOs and government participation and financing. And something I wrote about in October of last year about the International Organization for Migration and that uh, what we're seeing is really not about, uh, you know, uh, resources, as they say, or anything like that. The U.S. has signed a compact, and this is something that, like, they don't say this on Fox News, for example. The U.S. has signed a global compact, not, uh, not of migration or on migration, for migration. And I think it's key to look at the language of these types of things inside of this document, which I did write about for the Florida Standard. Maybe you can find it on archive.org or something like that. But that really went through the whole compact. And, uh, you know, Trump did not want to attach the U.S. to it. And Biden did. So as soon as he got into office, he attached the U.S. to this compact. And what it says there is like, you know, Refugees provide uh, stability and peace in your neighborhood, like stuff like this. I mean, it's uh, it's it's complete. <laughs> it's completely bizarre when you start to read it, but then you realize that this is an, a huge ideology of sort of uh, uh, funneling and, and uh, intentionally um, manipulating the voter bases of nations by inserting people of 
other cultures or foreign cultures. I see it as a way of diffusing movements like, you know, people are being, uh, uh, are, are, uh, are just starting to dissent in such a way that they want other types of politics. And how do we diffuse them? Well, we just infiltrate a bunch of people who have no, um, who have no knowledge of, of this type of stuff. And I think that's what's been going on. Plus, you might have actually, you know, this is a very interesting thing. We have this Patriot Act, and, you know, as an immigrant to the United States, I had to go through all these checks and interviews and whatnot, you know, paid thousands and thousands of dollars to become a resident here. And now they're just, like, letting people just come in through the border and they don't really check them. And we can talk about terrorists, foreign military operatives, you know, we're looking at men, uh, fighting age males coming into the country and coming into Britain and so on. And, uh, and they are all like uh, housed in, uh, in hotels and so on. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's very mysterious. Flights at night. These charities, uh, Michael Yon is someone to look at, has been reporting a lot on this. Uh, charity organizations have gotten hundreds of millions of dollars from the U.S., uh, and the UN, uh, which is basically the US, because the, the US finances most of the UN. Uh, and these, these projects are right in our face. But we're also being so manipulated. Like, it's, they, you know, if you turn to like MSNBC or whatever, or you got Mallorca's on there, oh, the border is not open, which is a total lie. You know, so this is a, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I was going to ask you, I've got like different scenarios because I, I don't know which way it can go. Like, I feel, as you mentioned, people are flooding in. So one scenario is, you know, there, there's all this hype and alt media of collapse and civil war and blah, blah, blah. So it's like, as you said, maybe that's just a distraction. One thing, one scenario I can see is where there's just a slow degradation of yeah. life in the U.S. where middle class erodes. So it's, it's much slower and things just degrade. There's no big like, you know, events on the news tomorrow. So it could be just a progressive degradation, which is bad enough. The middle class, you know, you, the middle class is erased in the U.S. and it's sort of like a dystopia. Or we could actually have a civil war where a bunch of people are dying and then we end up with like a one party system, which you could either be left far left or um, far right and so you know any, any thoughts on that because there's these there's this talk of a second civil war um i i've had thought of the the yugoslav scenario right where they're detonating it like you know yugoslavia my, my croatia my homeland and and i think it's a globalist project again divide and conquer so they break this um single powerful unit uh, polity and then, you know, and in the U.S., it would be like secession, right? Texas secedes. I uh, had a representative from Idaho on, Heather Scott, last night. There's this movement, Greater Idaho. And then they disintegrate. And then, of course, there's the North American Union. And then they just right. reincorporate into the North American Union, just like, you you know, Croatia broke off, Slovenia broke off. And now we've reintegrated into Yugoslavia, <laughs> the European yeah. European Union. So I see this scenario. I, yeah. You know, you, you're further thoughts on any of this or, or talk uh, of civil that, war or. Yeah, that's a brilliant description there. You're Yugoslavia, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I some days so the stuff, the information that I see looks really, really scary. But like, what's even more scary is that no, 
we have very very few real whistleblowers coming out and talking about where are those where are the, these migrants going you know what what about all these military aged males like where do they house them and have they been trained like they're still whistleblowing and that's that's really strange and i think this we had a, a few whistleblowers with covid and some even might have been a little like fake or whatever but um as a journalist with long experience i am i am surprised to see the low level of it doesn't leak very much this type of stuff and that could only be because people are too they're making too much money off of this and they're too afraid and scared plus a form of compartmentalization that is quite advanced i would say so i don't know yeah, civil war or i think i think maybe some form of combination uh, with because what we're looking at is like protracted years of sort of low intensity conflict in societies and building up to a breakdown of certain systems um a uh, breakdown of of groups who have been sort of the, the carrying sort of the the backbone for for the civilizations are being uh discarded you know uh, yeah yeah we we got to about two and a half minutes left and then you know uh, just just your thoughts on uh again any concluding thoughts uh you, you mentioned you know again of course we shouldn't be afraid whatever is going to happen is going to happen so you know how do we keep freedom how do we prepare for these turbulent times uh and any other thoughts two and a half minutes left well i think you have to realize you have to speak out you have to have overcome uh your sense of fear uh and and uh because we can't have it like this we can't have people being blacklisted and unable to provide for themselves and so on uh speak out i i think uh and i'm hoping that people will come out of the woodwork uh soon that that actually have more insight into on on from the inside inside perspective we might see um i mean these scenarios these sort of civilizational shifts are very unpredictable but at the same time it's we're 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 up against the form of planning that that surpasses you know normal people's or even maybe you know let's say rand corporation i mean we're looking at very heavy planning over probably decades and uh yeah we're in dire straits dire straits indeed and you know i i think you're one of the few people that mentions what what you just mentioned that i think these elite have access to very you know deep fountains of of information and and knowledge and you know strategic planning rand corporation nato you name it um they they've got things planned out I think contingencies you know like I was just mentioning you know they want 15 minute cities okay that's not let's do 30 minute cities right in Australia <laughs> it was just announced and so oh, they're not going with 30 okay 45 minute not you know you know and so they've got different um uh, contingencies so but anyways yeah. it's a good day to be alive it's a good day to be fighting tyranny uh 40 seconds left tell us you know uh, where we can find you uh and how we can help you Right, so I'm on Twitter. I don't use it very much. I'm on LinkedIn, Jonas Vesterberg. Um, trying to get a job out there. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully you can get past the social credit 
system sensors. Uh, if not, you're going to have to expatriate like me down to Latin America. <laughs> so, right. I might sneak back in through the border and see if I can get some benefits. Yeah, I mean, you get 2000 a month, right? Uh, so, yeah, right. all right. Uh, always great uh, chatting, Jonas. Hopefully you join us again Likewise. soon. I'll be right back. After.